What if we navigated more of life through a lens of what was more aligned for us as individuals? Would society thrive or would it be thrown further into chaos? When it comes to traditions and the societal status quo, there is a lot to be questioned. Join myself, Vicky and Joe as we explore going against the grain and the role critical thinking plays in helping us to determine what is quote unquote right for us and how to navigate the world and reality as we know it on our own terms. We expand on what it means to really utilize our astrological natal chart and the planetary frequencies which are always at play in ways that enhance our quality of life and business. We talk about how your astrological compass, aka your natal chart, can support you in living your purpose through the work you do in the world, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you work for someone else. We also share all the juicy details about Catalyst, an all-new five-week program that is designed to help you understand your innate purpose in the world and support you in cultivating a personal relationship with your key planetary players. Tune in to find out how this astrological approach will help you to future-proof your life and your business. Okay, Joe, I know where to start. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. In New Zealand, it is the 29th of December. So New Year's and it's in a few days. You guys are still on the 28th in the Northern Hemisphere. And I don't know about you, but I'm thinking about this whole New Year's celebration time and I don't feel right about it. I don't feel right about the new year having to be the 1st of January just because that's what the Gregorian calendar says. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this before. I feel like my new year is like the astrological new year, which is March, like Aries season. And you've mentioned before it feeling more like October for you, which is, I guess that's so in, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's that going into the deep and the darkness of fall. So let's talk about why. New Year's celebration for us just feels a bit icky. As astrologers, of course, we have to consider or take into consideration what's happening with the planets. And is that what we feel more aligned to syncing with, like synchronizing our cycle and our calendar with versus this Gregorian dated calendar, which is being edited and shifted so many times throughout the years? Yeah, right, right. And that's so funny because it it's just, it's one of those things that's like, I've never, never, besides when I was a kid, right? My mom always made it like a, a big deal about New Year's and we would celebrate. But, you know, getting older and being a teenager and like, you know, in my, my 20s and stuff, I was just like, I don't understand this. <laughs> like, what? why this it just doesn't it never felt right and it's also never been one of the holidays that I was like ever really excited about anyways um because for me I was just like well okay whatever but, <laughs> but October yeah October feels more like that for me and so I think you have a point and it's interesting to kind of consider traditions as well, like n- not necessarily sort of our modern traditions, but but going back and and thinking about well, how did how did we do things then? I mean, I mean, there's there's still 
a degree of that today, you know, especially when it comes to like spring and planting and fall and harvesting and, and sort of in that ecosystem of things. But I feel like that's kind of, we've, we've separated ourselves in a big way from doing things in that sort of more natural cyclic um arena and and now we're like all right well it is january 1st and it's the new year and and of course you know that comes with the whole this year is going to be my year and and setting resolutions and doing all these things and then of course they're abandoned (laughs) and that's a whole other story but but it's just what if what if we did sink to what feels more natural And not have to have that be like the whole nation or the whole global (laughs) population has to do it on this day, right? (laughs) Yeah, agreed. And speaking of seasons, in the Southern Hemisphere, we are in the height of summer currently. So there is all the energy that comes with that. It's very expansive. We're possibly being more sociable outside in the world. These are the festival times, the music festivals, but we've got outdoor markets and the beach goers and the barbecues. Like this is a very expansive time of year for the Southern Hemisphere. In the Northern Hemisphere, it's it's inside, comfort, cozy, yes, sociable because it's the holiday season. Um, but there is like a, a contraction happening, a, a coming into oneself, into what matters. Um, closer to home right yeah so if your new year is in the season of contraction and my new year is in the season of expansion we can make that work for us because it's what we become acclimatized to but who says we should have to celebrate on the 31st of January I mean December (laughs) right right like we don't know where this conversation is going to take us. I want to explore. I want to explore this questioning of why is it that critical thinking is not something that we've been taught to do? Hmm. <laughs> and we've been told that this is the calendar this is when you celebrate this is the holidays that we're going to make you take these days off or whatever so you don't have to work those days yeah like dictatorship and that kind of authority blame it on my Aquarian sun and rising if you want to Joe's an Aquarian sun as well so is Kat our transformation guide inside of Tapo so we've got a lot of like rebellious questioning the status quo energy here tap woo as a company in and of itself questions the status quo right so i don't like dictatorship i'm like i could take this day off but i've got shit to do (laughs) i would rather take it off in a few more days like would we thrive more so as a global or even local communities, if we had our own self-governance? Or does society thrive more because there are dictated days, rules, traditions that we... It's not like you must 
celebrate Christmas because it's not that at all, but there is this consumer kind of arrow pointing towards it's Christmas and you can't deny it even if you don't celebrate it. Right. Yeah. I know I might ruffle a few feathers here. My point is, shall we all just question and then make our own choices on what it is that we want to celebrate? What traditions matter to us personally and for our families? And here's an example that's totally unrelated to Christmas and New Year's. Okay. My wife and I were married the the same year that same-sex marriage was legalized in New Zealand. So we weren't like the first pioneering same-sex couples to get married, but we were not far off it. So we didn't even think that getting married was an option in our lifetime. Mm. Like you just don't think, right? Only straight couples get married. That's what I was taught to believe. So when we finally had permission from the government to have this be a legal thing, we were like, well, do we then do it differently if I was going to wear a white bridal gown is it because it's what I've taught is the thing to do Mm. or is it because I want to be wearing that white gown yeah is having a cake the thing that I would love to do so you can have the traditional cutting of the cake like we just questioned everything do we have a pasta um officiate our wedding or do we have an independent celebrant who is of um Mm non-dominational so everything that happened that day for us we knew was exactly what we wanted not because society expected it of us so here we are two (laughs) women walking down the aisle in white gowns we went shopping for our gowns together like because you can because it's yeah. like going shopping. It's like wedding dress shopping with your best friend, right? <laughs> you can even share dressing rooms. So we had kind of kind of matching dresses. Um, G walked up the aisle with their parents. I walked up the aisle with my parents. We had this beautiful pastor who, she was so fucking funny. Because she knew that it was a same-sex wedding and people would be like a little like, how's it going to go? Like, how did they do it? She wore this beautiful rainbow sash around her white garb, you know, like the, yeah. the uniform that they wear with this big rainbow sash. She just wanted to like be total ally. I freaking loved it. And we had a cake. Mm-hmm. I did things so traditional, not because society says. And many guests were quite surprised that we took such a traditional slant with it. interesting yeah we felt good in that so how do we do that moving forward let's just say moving forward into 2023 according to the Gregorian (laughs) calendar um as a company as a major key role in the company that is Tabwoo you too Joe and the fact that we had this podcast this platform to have these conversations if I was going to have any word for 2023, because I like that idea, not because <laughs> everyone else is doing it, it's going to be self, it's going to be sovereignty, self-agency, sovereignty. I want to be 
my own governor. Yeah, and that's so funny because when you when you asked the question, I was like, I really do feel like there is there is an equilibrium, right? Like between the traditions and the sort of doing doing our own thing. Because I think we can also create our own traditions, right? Like so I I have such a <laughs> such a torn response because I feel like there are traditions. And things like that, where I, I can see their purpose and I can see why they're important. I don't have to adopt them, right? It's not mandatory that I do that or that anybody else does it, but I can, I can see like their place in society in the world and in people's lives. So I think the foundation of tradition is important. And I think that tradition, I mean, where do traditions come from anyways? right? It's from people starting to do this thing around this time or, or, or around this, you know, what this event, um, whatever it is. And it just builds from there. So why couldn't we create tradition now? You know, like we don't have to fall back on, on all the old things or we can, you know, revise just like, like what UNG did. Um, and put your own flavor into, into the tradition. Um, so it's interesting to kind of consider what happens next if we, we start to do that, because I fully agree with you, like the, (laughs) the permission side of things. I'm just like, no, no, that's only I give me permission. Um, you know, again, that re- rebellious sort of nature, but, but I think it's more than that because it's not re- rebellion for the sake of being a contrarian or being an anarchist or whatever, you know, it's, it comes from a place of that questioning and the critical thinking and saying like, but why? Yeah. And I think that's really important and something that's gotten lost big time over the last decade or so of questioning because questioning is now you know dissent and we can't have a dissenting opinion ever <laughs> but it is important you are, you're a conspiracy theorist right I, exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly and and it's just funny right because the questioning in and of itself is not a specific right? critical thinking isn't meant to be an attack on what's in question, it's why do we do this, right? I mean, in science, we theoretically <laughs> should be uh, taking this approach as well, right? Well, why and how and what about this and looking at all the various angles. That's really when we get down to it, like what critical thinking helps us to do is see all the different perspectives. Um, and so, why not? Why not sync what we do in our daily lives with what matters? Like you were saying about the holidays. Um, and not just like because we're in December and Christmas and New Year's and whatever, but any holiday, any bank holiday or whatever. Um, we we plan, right? Our work, 
around that and like, oh, it's Memorial Day. So we're going to take a vacation. It's a three day week, you know, so we we plan in that way. And yeah, it is, you know, I think for some people, like it's a great structure and it works for them. But like, it's annoying to me sometimes because what if I want to take a vacation right now and not, <laughs> not have to wait for Memorial Day? Um, so in that respect, I think that there's, you know, a greater sort of, we won't get into this, but uh, uh, like the way that the corporate world kind of functions um, really is a great platform for that type of a situation of you have these, you know, holidays that you get to take off and how dare you use your PTO. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? So I, I think that um, that it, it would definitely help us thrive. Should we be in that place of the self-governance of like, is this what I want to do? If it is great, great. Right. I, I, I say, I don't think like what we're saying here is like burn all of the traditions to the ground because they're all worthless, but I think it's a matter of, is this what I want to do? Yes or no. No, great. Then I won't. Yes, great. Then I will. And have a reason for that. Right. And any tradition essentially is a form of ceremony. It's a ritual that either an individual or a group of people repeat for a certain reason, maybe at a certain time, whether it's a daily, weekly, monthly, annual ritual. So when we think about our birthdays it's G's birthday tomorrow so I'm like birthdays is on the brain (laughs) to celebrate one's birthday I feel deserves it deserves a certain of um reverence Mm. like thank you soul for choosing to be born this day so many years ago 47 years ago I know she'll (laughs) G will be the same age as me for like four weeks five weeks <laughs> and then I get older again I'll be 48 what I love about coming into my own um, decision about what I celebrate and how I celebrate it it makes the ceremony mean more mm-hmm. the ritual has more substance and meaning and fulfillment to it it feels more sacred because I've truly explored the purpose for it. Yeah. We talk about this a lot in um, one of our certification courses in the matter and knowing realm. It's a very physical somatic dimension of transformation that we teach in. And this course, by the way, is called Group Dynamics, Ceremonies and Facilitation. And this course has us question, why do the thing? Can we make it mean something for everybody? Because guess what? transformation is way more amplified and more sustainable when there is ceremony or at least a form of ritual element of ritual brought to the experience so yeah whether it's birthdays weddings christmas new years make it mean something for you now i want to totally divert this conversation into the world of entrepreneurship For those of us who are service providers, who are in business, whether we're solopreneurs or 
a CEO of a company with a team who work for us. I think business in and of itself, because it's hopefully it's a conscious mission, um, mission-led business, hopefully by now everyone's moving into that paradigm. If it's not, come along with us. Mission-led business, conscious business, there has to be a purpose for it. Like you would have questioned why you're putting in all this work anyway, because it's not as easy as having a job, right? right? Like it's your livelihood. There has to be meaning behind it. Like for what purpose would you do this? Mm-hmm. And it's not enough for it to be about the money. Yeah. For me, it's contributing to society in a way that makes a difference. For me, it's about doing my highest work, my highest path and purpose. It's about teaching. It is about offering support and guidance and spaces to facilitate healing. And I know this so deeply in my bones. One, because I'm an astrologer and I've bothered to look at like all the celestial influences um, that make that so. And that is the thread that I'd like us to carry in first because (laughs) there is an experience that we are offering in the new year, new year, let's just say in January, February, (laughs) (laughs) sometime in quarter one, that helps people to have an experience where they get to question all of that and make the work that they're doing in the world fucking mean something. Not that it doesn't already make a difference and mean something, but can we make that mean something specific to you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really interesting because we didn't, this wasn't the original plan, right? <laughs> like everything that we have set up for, for this program, um, that wasn't, it wasn't what it was originally supposed to be. And it just kind of came about in such a, a funny way um, that was like, oh my gosh, duh, like scrap everything else. This is actually it. So, um, so it's, it's, it's interesting to kind of consider that um, and where we were trying to sort of force it in a way. I mean, you know, trying to make it fit into this sort of box and and how it kind of was like no no this is actually where we're going and we're going to talk about you know the midheaven and we're going to talk about the 10th house and we're going to talk about all of these really key planetary players so uh the greater program is called catalyst and we will be again talking about midheaven and 10th house we'll be talking about mercury and venus mars jupiter saturn right i hit all of them three four five yep um and we kind of came to this this sort of conclusion because we were we were looking at what makes a difference and we were kind of talking about um where we really felt like 
it matters to know how to be the conduit, be the channel for these types of energies. Because like you were saying, without the purpose, what do we have? You know, it's, it's not enough to just, um, to just be doing our, our, our work for money. Um, and so we, we realize like, oh, looking at the midheaven, looking at the 10th house, that's, that's the key right there to purpose and really helping people figure out, oh, got it. This is really the, the purpose that has been ingrained in me via my, my birth chart. And so even if you don't have, you know, all the specific details, we can still help you figure out what that is. Um, but, but to then take that and say, okay, so I know now that this is, this is my, my highest purpose. How can I take this and create my core offer and create this, whether it's one offer or a suite of offers that essentially at the, at the core of every single thing that I do holds this purpose and that we're actually being congruent with the purpose. Cause I think that's another thing that can happen is that, you know, we're fighting against our purpose sometimes, um, or we want to go in a different direction. It's just not working out. And so understanding, okay, this is sort of what makes the most sense on, on this very core cellular level of how to do things. So looking at those key planetary players, I think is really important. I mean, it was very important for me. And I think you can probably say the same Vicky to know, like, where is Mercury? What is Venus trying to tell me? Like Saturn or Saturn gets such a bad rap, (laughs) but Saturn out of all of them is like, if you don't do this work in the world, I'm going to keep on making life difficult for you. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Every season's going to be a satin return if we don't do our work. <laughs> exactly. And so I think that was what excited me the most was to be talking about these celestial influences in the way that, that we see them, because I, I there's so much out there that's very derivative of the same sort of narrative about the planetary energetics. And I think that one of the reasons why astrobiology is so uh, popular um, amongst students and, and you know, just our, our audience is because we approach this in such a different way than everyone else out there. For those of you who are listening who haven't heard of astrobiology prior to this, um, it is a term that we've coined to describe the methodology, the tools and techniques, the way that we approach astrology and essentially vibrational medicine, right? Like using the law of vibration and celestial frequencies, accepting that all the star stuff is within us and working with that. So that's the quick, weird, never heard before lowdown. <laughs> but that was a good, um, concise. It, yeah. it was good. So it's a very unique approach to astrology and you're right. I think that when it comes to understanding celestial influence, 
it's not enough for us to read something from a textbook and say, oh, I get that Mercury governs communication and that would be important in marketing. Okay, what, like, what do you do with that? Yeah. The deeper exploration, exploration that we um, guide people through in astrophibology and that we'll be guiding people through inside of Catalyst, the program which is based on astrophibology, is for each and every person to have an intimate encounter with these celestial allies, to have a personal dialogue, a conversation with these allies through the form of a, um, I guess, an astral quantum quest meditative hypnotic experience. (laughs) Sounds very magical. It's all of that. So that you're not relying on what you're reading from a textbook or or what an astrologer said to you once when you had your birth chart kind of interpreted. This is you on the planet having a conversation. It's pertinent to you specifically. Joe and I as astrologers can't know everything that it rests in your heart and your head. Sometimes business strategy can't be done with a business coach. Sometimes the most helpful support entities, beings, are the planets. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was, that was an interesting lesson to learn over the years of like working with coaches and having them, you know, coming back to the idea of tradition and the way things are typically done, having them say like, no, this is what you have to do. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but that's just not my jam. Um, so I think that being able to have a good idea, even if whether you're a complete newbie, astrology and you know next to nothing or whether you're you know a seasoned astrologer being able to take those tools um that that we're going to go through in the program and apply them i mean just that in and of itself um not even to your business right to just life in general it's it really is a game changer um and so we're kind of starting this program out with, with um, a, a little like prerequisite workshop um, that a little, uh, a little prerequisite, yeah, a little oh prerequisite. Totally <laughs> like under talking this. It's a comprehensive prerequisite workshop. <laughs> it is in and of itself a standalone experience that will move mountains for us. Yes, it's true. I I am downplaying it a little bit, but, (laughs) but, uh, but this workshop, um, we're calling it, um, make your mark with your star aligned for offer. So this is where we dig into the purpose and the, you know, our, the mid heaven and the 10th house. And you'll discover that when, uh, when you join the workshop and like I said, whether or not you have all of your birth details or not, like we'll, we'll walk you through the process. Um, but that alone, knowing that information, what is my highest purpose? What, what am I essentially built to do? I mean, knowing that information 
I mean, you can take that and run with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it really is. And it, it is very comprehensive. We will be going into how to utilize that information, how to, to again, apply it to your business and create the strategy to create the plan, um, what your offer is going to be and how to put it out in the world. And then so inside that, that can be prosperous as well. Like it does come to the money ultimately, because we all need to thrive financially as well. Absolutely. And then diving deeper into, into catalyst, that's, that's kind of where we go into this exploration of, of these different key planetary players, um, and, and digging into what each of them has to offer us. Right. So, you know, Mercury, how do we become the clear channel, for example, um, and just looking at how each of these, these planets really play out for us. So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that. I won't monopolize the conversation. <laughs> yeah, It's important for me to bring this to like um, practical matters. Yeah. For those of you who are wanting more, well, what are we going to get out of it? If we join the workshop, you're going to come out with a, a plan, not, not just a plan. You're going to craft your Starline core offer knowing that, yes, it will evolve, it will adapt to the times, but it will be a future-proof core offer. You'll always know that this is, for this lifetime, the highest contribution that you can make to the world. So there's no questioning about that. When you have that kind of clarity, it instills confidence. When you are speaking about your offer with confidence, it makes the world of difference energetically to being able to sell, convert that offer. Because all of your marketing is going to have that confidence and clarity imbued in it. So that's the workshop you get. The tangible outcome of that is you craft your core line, um, core offer that is star aligned. The tangible outcome, if you continue for the next five weeks and hop into the Catalyst program, the tangible outcome of that is an entire star aligned future-proof business plan. Not just your offering and maybe companionable offers. You might have an offering suite. It is your marketing. Thanks to Mercury is going to help us out with that. It is going to be a client attraction methods, knowing not how to attract clients, but accepting and embracing how you naturally attract anyway, because Mm -hmm. Venus supports you in doing that. Mm -hmm. It's going to help you in your sales process and how you put yourself out into the world in a very direct way. and passionate manner hello mars thanks yeah. for motivating me in that regard like where is mars best expressed in my world and in my business personally i have um, mars and gemini the zodiac frequency of gemini so i know that my word the language that i use are going to be spells hmm. that i could say in business terms my strategy would be direct word verbiage is the spell for the conversion mm-hmm. mars and sorry mars and leo looks like a totally different experience we still get to have there's this like secret ingredient to the way that we sell and direct our energy out into the world and interact with people so that they can be the clients the supporters uh what else are we playing with jupiter 
uh, how can I make this matter to humanity? Like, can I, in the work that I'm doing in the world, can I make sure that I'm expanding, I am contributing to the expansion of humanity and doing something, a good fucking human, Mm. and doing what I'm doing and considering the well-being of others so that we all get to thrive. Satin will come along and make sure I have structure in place that I'm doing my damn work and Satin will soon let me know when I'm varying off course because that's when it's going to get like tough love dished out. Yeah. So if yeah. I am planning my entire business model, not just for 2023, but for the future, like if I want a future-proof business plan that I can shift adapt as I develop as society has different needs as well maybe the economy has different needs and circumstances I know that my plan can be tweaked adjusted evolved and always making sure I'm making my highest contribution in the way that is aligned for me and congruent to my own natural frequency the way that I've been designed to express Yeah, totally. And that's a good point as well is that like, this is a very flexible sort of plan, right? Because yes, we'll be looking at at these key players and we'll be looking at the midheaven and the 10th house. But at any given moment, there's so many different themes and, and variances in, in, in which the, the planet's are going to be expressing themselves through us. There's no, not just one way, right? And I think that's that's a, um, an important distinction because looking at astrology, looking at tarot, most of the time there's a singular or maybe a couple of different definitions for this planetary energy or that tarot card. And I've never read tarot like that in my life. Um, they they the the cards mean so many different things depending on the person that I'm talking to and the situation and like what just naturally comes through so I think where you and I probably have been doing this really naturally for like our lives of just channeling the thing yeah I think combined the two of us have about 50 years experience in tarot and astrology so yeah we've got a little bit of street cred just in case you're wondering (laughs) but but I like I think that that's a big part is teaching people that it's absolutely um something that you can cultivate on your own a talent that that we all have is to be able to channel that and so having the relationship though is paramount to that So knowing that this is just a a structure, it's just a blueprint that you can follow and that like all the, you know, the gears and the cogs and the the puzzle pieces can change over time because we change over time. And the messages, you know, that we're, that are coming through are going to change over time, but we can still utilize this, this method to be able to, to go and have that, that conversation with Mars and really sit and, and like you were, you were kind of talking about earlier, making the ritual out of it and making it, you know, be something that's not just like, oh, I'm going to sit here for two seconds and 
Yeah. Here's my business strategy on a piece of paper, apparently, because the planets say so. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, like it's not just that. Like, yes, your tangible outcome is a business plan um, with the workshop and the program combined. If you choose just to take the workshop, you've got an incredible offering suite or a core offer crafted. That's the tangible thing. But the intangible benefit is having that relationship restored because it's Mm. not the first time you've ever encountered Mars or Venus. Like we're living, breathing these vibrational frequencies every moment of every day. It's recognizing how valuable that relationship is and rekindling it. That's the intangible because once you have that um, communication line Mm -hmm. intact again, restored, sparked up, you get to go away and always have those quote-unquote boardroom meetings with your celestial allies and (laughs) say, Sat, and that was rough. What were you dishing there? Clearly we're off track. Can you help me understand this? Yeah. And we build a framework that is going to um, contain my creative juices more so. Mm -hmm. We do that in a way that's going to keep Mercury happy who wants to do all the things all the time, you know? (laughs) Oh, I love that metaphor of all the planets and us sitting around the boardroom table having business strategy meetings. Like that's the intangible. Yeah. And even if you don't think that you are intuitive, there's no way you'd be able to have that kind of metaphysical conversation. Uh, you'll be guided and you will learn how to do that throughout the experience. Mm-hmm. And I don't, if you've never experienced one of Vicky's um, astrobiology quests, you're in for a treat because they're my, well, not my favorite thing because astral adventures and healing is my favorite thing, but they're, they're, they're a close second. Um, I, I've never, this is, you know, this is a realm I've been in since I was 13. So it's been a hot minute, right? I'm going to be 37. (laughs) So like, these the the way that Vicky leads these these you know hypnosis meditation quantum quest type things is so unique um I've never had anyone do anything quite like that before um around a meditation it's so fascinating and it just makes it really visceral so if you're someone who has a hard time with the meditation visualizations, um, I feel like Vicky does it in a way that is really, um, it lends itself to, to, to all types of, of visualizers, let's just say. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for adding that. <laughs> now I'm thinking, oh yeah. So there is even more excitement in my heart and in my gut now for, for being a guide and a facilitator of all that will be discovered and alchemized and planned as a result of Catalyst and its prerequisite workshops. So we've just done like a beautiful introduction to the world that is Catalyst. And I believe to the world that is 50 years culmination of astrological embodied wisdom 
And it is mine and Joe's absolute honor and delight to be presenting this to you. And if there are questions, if you have curiosities, if you feel like you would like to hear more, learn more, and want to know how this applies to you and where you're at in life and in business, wherever you are at in business, um, we would love to chat with you. So hit me up or Joe if you want to on Instagram at Tabwoo Institute. And you can always reach Joe at inner inbox magic at Lexi D'Angelo. Yeah. And we're happy to circle around these conversations and have it mean something for you specifically. Question everything that we've shared. Mm -hmm. See what feels right for you to explore. And if you will allow us, if you would like for us to come in and support you in the journey to figure out why the shit means, how to make your mark, how to future-proof your business through all the changes, whether it be societal, environmental, fucking political, economical. Like, if you want a business plan that is sustainable through all of that, um, it would be our pleasure to support you in doing so. Yes. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. It's probably one of my favorite things that we've created together. Um, so. I mean, I can't wait personally. <laughs> yeah. It was the baby we never knew we were going to give birth to. Yeah, <laughs> it was astrobiology and like, oh, we didn't even know this would come about. By the way, Catalyst did come about um, through a, we were the conduits for the information, right? We're like, okay, Tabwoo, spirit of Tabwoo, here's Joe, here's Vicky, all the boardroom participants, my spirit guides, Joe's spirit guides, spirit of Tapoy, we're all together and we channeled this entire program. Yeah. We did not know that this was what it was going to be. No, no. It was such a nice little surprise when we kind of stumbled into this conversation and it was like a two hour call and we started off in one place that was absolutely the opposite of where we ended <laughs> It was, it was amazing. But I think that also additionally speaks to what happens when you do become the conduit versus no, I'm going to force things into this box. It has to meet this criteria. Um, we have to talk about these things. And so when we just let it do what it wanted to do and be what it wanted to be it was like oh duh that was easy <laughs> so in a way this is the program that we are making our mark with this is our core offer essentially like we have all the certification courses absolutely yeah. and this core offer has a higher purpose mm -hmm. and that purpose is essentially oh man Oh, there's so much to this. But for me, anyway, uh, my midheaven is in Scorpio. And it is imperative that I am made of, that I make myself available for people who are navigating either 
doubt, confusion, darkness, I'm fucking lost. Like I'm trying all the things and navigating it just seems like continuing to navigate it just seems like, no, I'm just going to give up. Like I make myself available for people who are at that point where a light needs to be shed. Something Mm -hmm. needs to be illuminated the light at the end of the tunnel, like there is a reason for this. Let's pinpoint what, let's hone in on that and then you're away. Mm -hmm. But it's often uncomfortable. Yay. (laughs) There's good transformations happening in that place, right? Uh, Joe and Tapu have their midheaven and Libra. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that that sort of balance, the, 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 perspective coming to this point of um being able to see all all the different arenas and 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 looking at things in different ways um zooming out zooming in in order to make that that decision that feels good that that feels right to you um I keep wanting, like, I keep wanting to go back to, uh, justice in, in the tarot, but, but I mean, it is that it, it is being able to hold the duality and see the duality and understand that there's value in that and, um, and beauty in the contrast, you know? So, mm-hmm. so I think that's, I love how you connect the dots, you know, when you get that bird's eye perspective and you can see the relationship and the interconnectedness of all things. So imagine Joe literally being able to see like the celestial map and seeing how, so it's not just what you and Saturn are talking about, or it's not just because what you've learned is now like how you lead everything in the 10th house, who you are as a leader in the world or a healer or a guide. This is like how Saturn and Mars also talk. It's mm-hmm. like, let's have that conversation now. If Sam and Mars were at a cafe having coffee together, what would they be chatting about with you? So Joe helps you to see the full picture and bring harmony to that. When it comes to congruence and incongruence, yeah. being out of integrity and being fully in integrity, Joe's the master at spotting that. So when it comes to... <laughs> Being out of whack. That's why shadow divination is one of Joe's zone of magic. Um, that's one of the ways in which both Tapu and Joe support our students and and participants. Of you too. You don't leave yourself out. I mean, hello, Scorpio. <laughs> I know you like to deflect that that you do shadow divination. I think very naturally, like, but you you do. I forget it. And right, that's another thing too. Like this is stuff that does come naturally to us. Yeah. So the whole idea of being in quote unquote business isn't supposed to be hard. Right. When we're in our natural design, when we are in integrity with that, congruent with that, it's not hard. Yes, it takes effort. Yes, mm-hmm. we have to take action and that can be uncomfortable. We need courage for that. And but patience. when we have clarity and patience, when we have confidence, the path is so much clearer. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I, I think that really also builds 
on our on our capacity for patience mm-hmm. as well and and understanding so that trust and the knowing in what the purpose is and what I'm doing and what I'm putting out there is it actually matters I don't need to second guess it. Like I know for absolutely certain that this is how I'm designed to contribute to the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, wow. 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 Okay. So in this time that we've had together, synopsis, question, tradition, create your own ceremonies, even those everyday little rituals that make up a ceremony. If it's the conversation of what am I doing in the world? Like, what? Does this even matter? Am I actually making an impact? How can I actually make the best return on investment in doing what I'm doing in business? Because it's a lot of energy that we output. And it is our divine birthright. It's actually nature nature's ways to receive as much output as we put out there it is giving and receiving it's a natural process so let's make sure that as healers guides practitioners of transformation facilitators of change uh, we want to ensure that you are receiving just as much as you are giving we want you to thrive and be prosperous in doing that mm-hmm. absolutely until next time bye everyone and just because happy new year (laughs) happy 2023 (laughs) bye bye